Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Oh, well it's been a while. Shut up. How are you? <laughs> we took an episode off because of life, and this one's going to be late because of more life. Mm. So I feel that on a deep <laughs> level. But on the plus side, we're still alive. We're still alive. We're starting a new show today. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be a booming time. Nick, no one out there has any context for <laughs> that thing you just said. This is, of course, JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, uh, of which I am Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. Today we are, of course, watching the first episode of Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040, a show about beautiful queer women in robot suits fighting boomers. God, it makes me happy. It makes me so happy. <laughs> It's definitely not an unashamed ripoff of Akira. The year is 2040. A mere 18 years in the future. Computer technology still relies on floppy disks. <laughs> There's a man living at the top of something. We're not sure in what. In a room full of computers. Uh, well, we haven't seen the computers, just the screens. Sure, yeah. And a uh, lot of cables. It's a uh, very 90s sensibilities. There is, of course, a wall being knocked down right outside the JoJo's World Studios today. Hopefully, most of that's not picking up, but if it is, sorry. I'm not. I can't control the weather. Hey, speaking of whether <laughs> sure, anyone cares, yeah, yeah, yeah. our patrons have been uh, in full force lately. The JoJo's World patrons, of course, care. They care almost... About JoJo's World. Some might say more than we do, based <laughs> on the amount of effort we put into recent episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be fair, we do have new patrons, so I guess you're half right there. Um, and With how apropos, Nick, because we do, of course, have a new episode of the podcast that you're listening to right now. And if you're not listening, then you're not hearing me say this. Ooh. If you say this and no one is listening to it, do you still Did say it? Did I say it? Yeah, because you're here listening to me. If a neo-Nazi recruits someone in the woods and no one's around to see it, does he make a second neo-Nazi? Yeah. Oh. That's the problem. Oh, we got to shut that shit down. <laughs> Why did you go to that example? Because it's a perfect example of how letting people do what they want is dangerous. And speaking of people who are dangerous, <laughs> our new patron... Top 10 weirdest aggressions of the podcast, Nick. <laughs> uh, so this episode, Liam, is brought to you specifically and unashamedly by Joby Tunk. Do you want to I take another run name. at that? Joe, it's, it's definitely Joby. Okay, it's Joby. And then it's T-U-N-Q-U-E, which could be Tunk. Tunk? Tunke? Tunkui? Hello, my name is Joby Tunkui. No, we're not doing that. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. But anyway. Joby. Joby, my man. Joby, thanks for coming along. Or Jobe. Look, Mr. Job, okay? Joby. We, we've got great news about could your... Could be a soft J. We've got great news about your name change, Okay. <laughs> Uh, on the one hand, yes, your prior name, a little bit difficult to pronounce. Look, Nick, if we've established any form on this podcast, it's yes. not knowing how to pronounce anyone's names ever. So really, it's everyone else's fault that we're getting it wrong. Specifically Job's in this case, since he's the one who's sponsoring this episode. Mm. And this is where we're Rookie making the error, claim. giving money to JoJo's world. Let me tell you, you didn't have to do that in the first place. And here you are, giving us money. Thanks. We deeply appreciate what you're doing, but you're wrong. Nick. But we love you. Bubblegum Crisis, Tokyo 2040, is of course a remake slash expansion of the eight-episode OVA series from, I believe, the 1980s Bubblegum Crisis, I which see. I have never seen. Uh, as far as I'm aware, neither show features any bubblegum. 
How many crises are there? I think that the 80s version was like bubblegum pop sort of thing. Right. Whereas the 90s version is more sort of grunge. G- grunge? As was the style at the time. <laughs> Literally. Uh, but I would say there are somewhere between 20 and 26 crises. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is there a crisis per episode? Or is it is it fluctuating as we move so, on? So, from what I remember from the structure of this show, it starts off fairly episodic and then builds into a more long-form plot in the second half. Right. Okay. Interesting. It starts off as, oh my god, the boomers, and then ends with, the boomers? The year is 2040. Mm-hmm. Six years ago, Tokyo was devastated by an earthquake. Ooh, uh, but it has been rebuilt through the labour of robots called boomers. Huh, who are key to the reinvigoration of yeah. society. And now it is sometimes also referred to as the Megalocity. The, the, is it? Okay. Megalocity. Yeah. Megalocity. It's like is, being in one of those metropolis yeah. vibes. Yeah, is, is it meant to be Megalocity? Is that what it's meant to Nick be? Nick will have to listen and find out. Because I know it's Megalopolis, but like... There, it's, it's a neon-soaked cyberpunk... Skyline with a big sky hook that goes into a space elevator. Man, it sounds like a utopia. Mm, nothing's going wrong here. Oh. There are no oppressed underclasses. Oh, that's good. There is the regular police, and then there's a secret AD police <gasps> that exists to fight boomers that go rogue. But no one's allowed to know that the boomers go rogue because... Mm. The Genom Corporation controls the media. I thought it was the Genome Corporation. I thought it was Genom. Well, it's G-E-N-O-M. That's correct. Genome is spelt G-E-N-O-M-E. Mm-hmm. So... And Venom, starring... <laughs> starring uh, uh, Tom Hardy... Yep. Is, is a movie. Now in cinemas. <laughs> level now on Netflix? Uh... Or Paramount It's Plus? funny that noise you just made because... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go on. It's very much the sort of noise that Tim Robinson would make in the sketch comedy show, I Think You Should Leave, with Tim Robinson. Yeah. Which Venom very much reminded me of. <laughs> Venom the movie. Yes. Starring Tom Hardy. Yes. Now in theatres. No. Oh. All right, well, there are these boomers. Nick, what have you been up to since we last recorded an episode of JoJo's World, the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast? Oh, God, let me tell you, right? Which so, was, of course, about a month ago. So, uh... I've been living the high life. I've found out how to make a stir fry. Nice. Um, let me tell you. You got okay. yourself a wok? Yeah, I've got a wok. Mm-hmm. Oh, Liam, let me tell you about my goddamn wok. You really okay. don't need to. It's round. Have you seasoned it? Okay, so... I, I don't really know what that means, but I understand you're meant to season a wok. So, about my wok. It doesn't need to be seasoned. Wow. It's a, it's a non-stick... A wok for all seasons. It's gonna, this is going to sound insane to some people, but it's a non-stick wok. <laughs> So you just chuck it in and you're like, I'm a chef now. This is amazing. But right. imagine... I'm so happy for Imagine you. the low IQ required. Okay. Me, exactly. Sure. Where someone's like, so normally with a wok, uh, you have to season it before you use it. And then someone goes... You've got uh, the training wheel wok. Yeah, I got the baby wok that's like, you know what? Just, 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 just... It's ready just, to wok from just, day dot. Yeah, exactly. So I just put like a bunch of stuff in. It's not very good, but it's edible. Now, Great. I'm so happy for you. Um, this is one of the three dishes I can cook. Two of those are microwavable meals. Mm-hmm. I cannot cook another meal that is a microwavable meal, but I burnt it. I don't know how I did it, but I did that. That's my life right now. It's just figuring Nick, out. I'm gonna get you a cookbook for your birthday. I have three cookbooks already. I'm gonna make you read one of your cookbooks. But I hate reading. <laughs> Every time you open, so my mum, right? She got me the Women's Weekly Guide to Cooking. Ah. And it starts off in a very non-condescending way, being like, "Hello and welcome to your culinary journey." 
This is as much as art as it is science, but it is a journey. You have to learn. You have to understand. Wait, is it an art or a journey? Uh, it's all of the above. Oh my God. What is a journey if not an art in of itself? A journey is the art of going somewhere. And you're going <laughs> to eat. And you're going to hell. <laughs> So, like, literally, that's the first page where it's like, hello and welcome. You're like, okay. It's like how all online recipe blogs have, like, two full pages oh. of, like, I made this dish of casserole for my beloved one beautiful summer back in the 70s. He went off to the Vietnam War and died. And then when he came back, everyone spat at him. But together, <laughs> we still have this casserole. Anyway, what you do is you add, like, six pints of mayonnaise to it unnecessarily. Oh, and by the way, my husband is a lich because he died in the Vietnam War. Yeah. But, you know, the souls of the Viet Cong will forever haunt him. Also, if you add in the mayonnaise midway through, <laughs> it really crispens up the top. <laughs> Gross. Like, uh. But it's like, that's it. It's like the whole thing you just read. Like, stir fries are the basis of modern cooking. Like, okay, how do I make one? Just put it in the thing. Uh -huh, and, and stir then, fry it. And then you're like, wait, but what do I do in between? Like, no, no, no. That You just stir it. Like, yeah, but... Well, Nick, that was a wonderful answer to the question of what have you been doing for the past month? Yeah, failing to learn how to live alone. <laughs> yep. As for me... You've been dead. Uh, I've been, been starting a, a new man. job, having that go wonderfully wrong. Um, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? I'm playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward. Mm. Turns out the church are the bad guys. Who would have seen it coming? Me. I, oh. <laughs> I, was, I was actually rooting for the church. Maybe Nick, maybe. shut up. I can do that. Episode one <gasps> yeah. of Bubblegum Crisis, yeah. Tokyo 2040, yeah. Can't Buy a Thrill. Hit, is that actually the name of it? Yeah. Can't Buy a Thrill. Can't Buy a Thrill is, of course, the debut studio album of the American rock band Steely Dan, which was, of course, immortalised in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3 Stardust Crusaders through the character Dan of Steel. So it is related. Yes. Is that actually the name of that album? Can't Buy a Thrill, yes. What the fuck? And as you can see, they've got some beautiful cover art here with big red lips uh, eating a uh, killer python. <laughs> two out of two podcasters agree. That's the Australian confection, a killer python. Hang on, can I just rant about killer pythons if for a second? you really must. Okay, two things. One, killer pythons are shorter and less girthy than they used to be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, right? That is my first gripe with killer pythons. P.S. I am not a crackpot. <laughs> in the 90s, there was a deli near uh, the school I went to. And I would go there. I'd get my killer python. It was huge. This was Glen Forest Primary? It was Glen Forest yep. Primary. I would go this there. This was the, um, the shop near the post office? Yes. Okay. And it was so good. It was so good. And I'd be like, oh my god, I want to kill a python all the time. And Are then you one sure day, you just haven't gotten bigger no, since no, you're in primary school? there was a massive controversy about this when I was about 14, 15. Where they were like, killer pythons are reducing size. And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? Why are you I remember the days when we had big killer pythons. Overhunting of the native killer python uh, <laughs> breeding grounds has resulted in a stunted genome. Yeah. Now see, this wouldn't be a problem if they put the same weight in the packets of killer pythons. But they don't? But they lowered the number of killer pythons that are in a packet now. Wait, don't you mean they kept the number of kilopythons the same, but they're smaller now? No. So you've got less no, no, python no. per pound? So what used to happen is they said, no, no, you'll still get the same amount of, like, kilopython. Yeah. It's just that they'll just be an extra one rather than they'll all be long yeah. and girthy. And I was like, that's a shame, but... At the end of the day, you can still buy them in a packet. You can still get them. You don't have to go to the deli. If you melt them whatever. down, you still have the same amount of like melted gelatin. Yeah, literal crystal meth for a nine-year-old. Put in your bath. Yep. And then one day they were like, 
Oh, we're not 240 grams anymore. We're, we're actually 180. I will never forgive Alan. His, his, his absolute uh, treachery. For context, for non-Australian listeners, it is, of course, the Allen's Confectionery Company. I will never forgive Alan for this, okay? They have... Alan is just like like the mysterious man we saw in this episode of this anime <laughs> show. Just like Sitting this, in his fucking space elevator. Yeah, space home. elevator, mysterious red robe, just watching his screens, being like, hello, Jenkins. <laughs> Remove yes, one snake from all the bags. Sir, are you sure that's the right move? Yes, I need it to fuel my life computer. But but there's one, like... one million... Okay, follow me on this. Okay. Uh, the souls of 10,000 killer pythons... I'm with you. ...have to be sacrificed to Alan every day to keep him alive. <laughs> Nick enjoyed that one. That was the moment I thought to drink my hot chocolate. <laughs> I'm just imagining some guys like... But, but sir, some... Some young 18-year-old will, will possibly not enjoy that move, given his childhood memories were, were about numerous killer pythons in, in great quantity and great girth. Did I stutter, Jenkins? Did I fucking stutter? No. Do it. This is, of course, our podcast about the amount of sweets that are in a bag. <laughs> JoJo's World. Look, if we had... If we could deep dive into the history of various confectionery... Nick, oh boy. I very much enjoyed that deep dive into your childhood. Now let's take a deep dive into my childhood. The year is, according sure to this, this? Um, old message board that I found, <laughs> the year is 2001. Oh, that's not a great year to start with. Um, 2001, what a shitty year. Oh, it's the new millennium. Oh, it's I still don't believe 9-11 has happened yet. This post okay. was made on September 9th, 2003. Oh, yeah, um, so America had not yet lost its innocence apart from all the other genociding and shit it did. Uh, <laughs> yep. SBS, Australia's multicultural public broadcaster, yep. uh, it was scheduled to air the first two episodes of... Mm-hmm. Tokyo 2040, the subtitle of the show, Bubblegum Crisis. Mm. The, uh, the and my dad broadcast. was like, Liam, do you want to watch this show? And I was like, sure. Little did he realise that would set me down a, a path of freakitude and perversion I would never recover from. <laughs> so, w- wait, so hang on. Your dad introduced you to Bubblegum Crisis. Which, by the same token, probably technically introduced me to anime. Oh, no. The biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> And now he. I suppose I had seen like Pokemon by that point. Oh, but okay. This is the first like. This is your real exposure to some real anime. Like, yeah, I would have been about ten years old, I suppose, nine, ten, if it was two thousand and one. Oh wow. Okay. The fact your dad took an interest in you watching anime. I suppose he probably watched those first one or two alongside me to make sure it wasn't some sort of freak pervert show. This woman on a motorbike? I don't know how some I feel sort about of, that. I mean, you know what SBS in the 90s could be like? Oh, you, yeah. You could be getting a real sex show. I remember there was a time where me and a friend were just sitting on a couch at his house and we were like, ah, oh, let's just check SBS. We go over to SBS and we see this woman running out of like a castle. We're like, ooh, Oh, maybe we're going to get some knights or something. And then just a naked dude runs out after us like, No, please, I slept with your sister once. And we were like, moving on. SBS, baby. SBS, just out of fucking nowhere. Just just naked people everywhere. It's good times. Okay, so we've officially passed the 15-minute mark without talking about the show. So I think it's about time we get started. So, we have our main protagonist woman. It's beautiful 2040. Tokyo. Lina. Or Lina. Lina Kagayami? Lina Hirag... 
Gami? Lena? Is having her first day as an office lady in her new job in cyberpunk Tokyo. Her company works in the boomer business, but we don't know specifically how. We don't know why, we don't know where. It's we- Tokyo, 2040. Uh, and her friend who is unnamed. Quote unquote friend. Friend slash co-worker is like, Hey, if you're going to be late, the acting supervisor will make a big deal out of it, so sneak in. Mm. Oh, look at the shadow of the skyhook. It's almost lunchtime. Let's go buy our lunch. Then Lena bumps into a street-cleaning boomer, who is the first boomer we see in this show, uh, which is, of course, in this case, a big robot with a... A big vacuum cleaner thing. Like, you know those, like, yeah, those vacuums are, are like... Backpacks? But it's also a floor polisher. Mm. A floor waxer, if yeah. you will. Yeah. And he's, big, got, a, he's got a big backpack bit. on or built into him to store detritus. Mm. And he's detritus. Just, yeah. Uh, and he bumps into it and she's like, sorry. And then her friend gives us the... Okay, so I think a recurring thing of this show that we cover is going to be like the boomer quote of the, uh, oh. of the week. Oh, here we go. She says, you don't need to apologise to a boomer, even if you are a new employee. And Lena's just like, what? But weren't boomers the power behind the reconstruction? And unnamed friend is like, let's go buy lunch. Anyway, throughout this episode, there's a whole bunch of people being like, I'm starting to hate boomers. Or, I just hate boomers so much. Yeah. Why do they have to make them look like humans? Mm. Um, also, the skyhook is... We follow the skyhook we, up into space. Yeah. So, Lena takes a look at the skyhook. It's a big rod. And it basically functions as a sundial. Yeah. It's a space elevator that goes up into the sky and to a big space station. And a what, a news broadcast, a propaganda broadcast, tells us... One or the other. Under the auspices of the Genom Corporation... G-E-N-O-M... Dot... Construction of the Shoham Project has steadily progressed in orbit. The Shoham Project is an ambitious endeavour to save the world by solving all of our energy needs. Mm. They still haven't solved climate change. Well, no one needs to solve climate change when you have... The Shoham Project. I was was about to say, when you have an entire city get destroyed that produces a lot of carbon. So basically we can assume that it is like a big, um, what's the word? Um, like space elevator. Yeah. But like on the other end is like a big, like solar power array in space. Yeah. Something like that. Like it's this big station. I don't know what it was. I didn't get a good look at it. And then alluded to in the soon to become famous Alan's riff, uh, we see a mysterious (laughs) old man in a red robe Watching various computer screens. He's gripping his chair arms very tight. When I say watching various computer screens, I mean he's in a big empty misty room on a sort of cyberpunk plinth throne with all these blue lit up screens. If you know what the Mechanicus are from 40k, he looks like one of those I don't. I know what the Golden Emperor is. Ooh, well, if you know what the Golden Emperor looks like, he's currently sitting on his throne... Uh, and he's got a bunch of mist around the floor mm-hmm. and just a bunch of blue screens in the ceiling that are all at jaunty angles. Meanwhile, back at lunchtime, <laughs> Lina and her friend are buying... Lina? Lina. We know standardise that. Lina. Lina. They pronounce it Lina in the dub, but I don't know if they were like just taking... Yeah. Yeah, we're watching this subtitle, but I've only seen the dub before. Yeah, because it's L-I-N-N-A, so I reckon it's Lina. Yeah. It's gotta be. Buying their lunch and the serious heads out there you know what to watch for, see that the TV screen is currently playing a music video with one of our other soon-to-be-met protagonists, Chris. <gasps> Ooh, she's wearing red. As is her want. Mmm, red. The colour of, uh... Ironically, morals? since we'll see, um, as later in this episode, her robot suit is blue. 
Oh. But with red highlights. Oh, I thought the other one was... Oh, okay. All right. No. Oh. <laughs> no, because she does the same forehead thing. Yeah, it's true. She does. Um, yeah, they buy their sandwiches. It's pretty uneventful. And they L- Lina has red on the net. Uh, very, very cyberpunk lingo here. Had, does anyone in this day and age say on the net? Only boomers. <laughs> We're never going to escape no. this, are we? We're just going to call this episode like OK Boomer or something like that, right? Just to get it out of the yeah, way. just to get it out of our systems. I just feel like we should name this episode You Can't Buy a Thrill. Or You Can't Buy as many Killer Pythons as you used to be able to. Why can't you? <laughs> Why the fuck did they make them small? Okay, it really irks me, Liam. It's like, you know how when in the past... I can't do like, this again, Nick. When in the past when we were like, capitalism is making everything worse. Yeah. This is the example of that applied. Oh, because they've captured the market for gummy snakes. Yes. They've got a monopoly on it. So now yeah. they don't need to deliver a product this of the same is, quality. This is literally the boring dystopia. Okay. This is the, <laughs> this is the thing that we're like, ah, oh, you know, the corporations rule. It wasn't like they're going to be all oppressive. It's just that we get fewer killer pythons in our backs. Like that's the, <laughs> how, how do people not connect this? Anyway, she's read on the net about a mysterious group of champions of justice, the Night Sabers, which, yes, sounds like lightsaber from Star Wars. Because that's the kind of incisive insight that people come to JoJo's world for. (laughs) We know what things sound like. Words sound like other words. Did you know that bike sounds like trike? Uh, Oh. Did you know that Zuma... I just love the idea of, um, like, in Obi-Wan's dusty shack, he's yeah. like, here, your father's night saber, and gives Luke his mech suit. <laughs> so, what, what is it? It's an elegant weapon. <laughs> <laughs> From Tokyo 2040. What year was that? Oh, that's many years in the future, <laughs> my son. So, yeah, she, she used to always watch clips of them on the net back in her hometown. Remember, she's just moved to Tokyo. She's a fish out of water. She's learning, but she's got moxie. Uh, whereas uh, Tokyo Friend is like, oh, if they really existed, the television news would do a report on them. Hmm. She's got peak, like, fox brain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's... Plug that's... into that Sky News yeah, bullshit. Yeah, she's, uh, that... she's got that real, like... No, 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 no. The media is correct. Yeah. But only this media. And as we see later in this episode, like, the media are very interested in downplaying the boomer threat mm. because they are... The boomers. Much like... <laughs> No, okay. Uh, I can't do that again. <laughs> I've just, I think I've just uh, no, broken. Because, well, as, as we'll see later in this episode, there's like a boomer... There's a, there's a news broadcast that like makes no mention of the the, hor- the of, horrific of the events. horrific events that occur momentarily. Everything's uh, fine, but uh, then are like sponsored by the Genom Corporation. Yeah, they're very like we're helping protect. Yes, it's like media control, blah blah blah, keeping the dark secret in the dark where it belongs. Mm. There's a waitress boomer who looks like a human. She looks very a much like a human, boomer, yeah. I guess. Uh, Lina's friend just takes her lunch Here after the boomers. Here's like, the line of the episode. Somehow I can't help hating boomers. Oh, I don't see why they have to look like humans. They could look like robots, couldn't they? And Lina's like... I, I think it's it. supposed to make it easier for us to be friendly with them. Then she almost gets hit by a motorcycle. What the fuck, man? It's a big red, as you kept saying, uh, Akira slide motorcycle. Oh yeah, it's very much that exact motorbike. She falls over and hits her head and drops her delicious... Uh, what was that shot from Jojo? Saint, Saint Gentleman. Saint Gentleman. A delicious Saint Gentleman sandwich. <laughs> the one that now there's a hand in? Yeah, Lena just drops her sandwich bag and a human hand falls out. She's like, well, this is unexpected. Mm-hmm. This hand is much smaller and than a it used to be. A heap of black tar comes out of her. 
drink. That's the real dystopian future <laughs> when your coffee is black tar. Yeah. So her friend is like, oh boy, you're a klutz, aren't you? She just got hit, nearly hit by a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, like she was walking on the road. Well, she wasn't at all. But she did almost get hit by a motorbike. But she did just fall over from the wind. So she shows her moxie for the first time this episode, shouting at this woman who almost ran her down, like, well, you should pay for my lunch! She's from a small town. She doesn't know the ways of things here. Yeah, she doesn't know that she could get beaten to death with a lead pipe. For saying the wrong word. Yeah. Uh, the motorcyclist, uh, who we later will learn is called Pris, doesn't yep. respond. Uh, but instead taps her forehead. To indicate where uh, Lina has cut her forehead. She looks down at her hand, sees blood on it, and when she looks back up, Pris is speeding off down the uh, parking garage ramp. The question mark. tunnel circuits. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, Tokyo friend. Nearly need a name for this character. No, that's it's, her name now. Like, don't get involved with someone like that. Let's just go back to the office. Country girl in Tokyo But she's friend. like, no, I'll go down the pedestrian stairs and yell at her. So in her high heels, she runs after her and is like, oh, it's so hard to run in these high heels. If she held onto the railing, she'd have more balance and could run faster. But she doesn't hold onto the railing. Instead, she shimmies down a drain pipe at high speed and gets in front of the motorcycle and throws her arms out like, don't hit me with your motorcycle. But when she lands, she breaks her heel. Yeah. Thus rendering her left shoe useless, Mm -hmm. broken and disheveled. Chris turns around and speeds away. Lina throws her shoe at her. And she just is like And then she cries because like, oh, what a bad first day. I shimmy down a drain pipe for nothing. God damn it. And then the the boomer middle management, the middle management boomer. Yep. Like the literal manager who's like, oh, you what's, don't have what's to worry the about what's that. the phenomenon of um outsourcing things that used to be done by manual labor to machines? What's that called? Automation? Yeah, sure. They've just they've <laughs> automated middle management. Yep. With a boomer. Yep. Which isn't really automation since they're well, no, they're not really people. Whoa, Nick. Too early to take a stance on that, surely. I, I mean, look, I, the vibe okay, I'm like, getting. You're, you're, you're right at this point in the show, but like one of the big questions, because this being a cyberpunk thing that sure. we delve into, yep. over the course of this show is going to be like, are machines people? Well, they're not, are they? The not machines. yet. Oh. <laughs> Spoiler warning. So, yeah, middle management boomer was like, you can't work like that. You're missing a shoe and your makeup is a mess. And she's just saying it pretty matter-of-factly. It's like, we can't have you working like this. You, you've lost your shoe. Yeah. Your Lena makeup's says, off. I think I'm starting to dislike boomers. And the boomer is like, I'm a boomer. And I would Such appreciate. statements will affect your assessment. And uh, she responds with, yeah, yeah. One yes is enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then the cold judging then, eyes of the boomer yeah, look She at is her. forced to mop the floor by the very sort of robot. The first one of which we saw was mopping the floor. Oh, mm. symbolism. Commentary, wise, lower yes. class. Anyway, a sleazy co-worker comes by and is like, oh, you're a new employee. I'm going to take you to dinner. And Lina's all like, oh, I wouldn't mind that at all. And he's like, yeah, I'm in charge of all the I'll other employees. I'll give you a tour of the city tonight. <laughs> There's lots of interesting places here. It's nighttime. A, a big cyberpunk jet plane. Gyrocopter. Whatever happened to VTOL. Um... Whatever happened? You know how in this shot, right? No, go over one more. Yeah. You know in this shot we got this massive beam of light that just goes up? Nick, you are looking at uh, the crack of light that comes through my window and gets caught in the uh, the photos I take of the TV screen. Right you are. (laughs) Right you are. But like this, right? This massive... Okay, there are big green pillars lighting lit up by... Big yeah. green light. Whatever happened to that? Why don't we have that anymore? <laughs> you know? Well, it's still 18 years away, Nick. We're developing that technology. True that. Just massive lights that go into the sky. Every astronomer is just like, are you fucking kidding me? 
Are you fucking joking me? In the AD police tower. Now, okay, something about this show and like its related universe of shows mm-hmm. is there are a few other shows that take place with the same concepts and one of them is an AD police specific show. Okay. I haven't watched it. Wait, so this is interconnected with AD police? Not really, but like... Okay. <laughs> There, there is an AD police show. There's another couple of shows about boomers, but I haven't watched any of those other ones. Oh, interesting. So I don't think wait, they really interact at all. So when you say there's other shows with boomers, yeah. are they specifically also named boomers? Yeah. Huh. But they're not in the same universe. Not explicitly, I don't think. Huh. Intriguing. Very intriguing. So an as yet unnamed police call centre worker. An 18 year old. What, what, dispatch officer? Is that what they call them? Uh, yeah, it could be a dispatch officer. It yeah. could be just like a desk worker. Yeah, so Hard she, to say. she's like, ah, oh, nothing to do today. No bad, mad boomer incidents for me to, to report. She's I, got I'm moxie. Thinking, I'm thinking about changing to another job. She's got spunk. Yeah. She's she, got pizzazz. She is kind of like the comic relief young yeah. member of the team, as we'll come to see. She's the one who can get the job done, but in the right way? Well, I don't know. <laughs> sure, yeah. She accidentally killed three dogs, so, but the criminal scum got caught. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is my this is my new application method. It's just being like, if they're a comedic relief, how are they a comedy relief? Well, something bad happened, but the good thing happened too. That's the kind of character she is. She's like, oh, I guess I'm doing this now. Well, we did destroy a building, but I saved the main character. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Exactly. That's who yeah. she is, kind of. Uh, so she's just like fucking with her co-worker, being like, I'm thinking of changing my job. I could become one of the night savers. You know, she is one. And then so, the, la- the lady right next to her is like, Are you kind of a, a weirdo. Are you having a stroke right yeah. now? Like, you have a good, stable job? She gets a call from uh, two other characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are sort of, they're going to be our recurring representatives of the AD police and like the two members of it with a conscience. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the ones who are like, they're out there patrolling the streets. They are frustrated with the night sabers, but they share their common goal of protecting people from boomers. They yeah. aren't like corporate stooges like a lot of the other ones we'll see her. Yeah, they're not like, oh, I hate the night saber, I want to kill them. They're just like, oh. Like Leon kind of is at first. Well, Leon's more like, Le- oh, Leon's, they keep getting Leon's a first. loose cannon. He's hot headed. His partner, Daly, who is unnamed in mm. this episode, uh, but his, his name, Daly, is the sort of more like, oh, my stupid hot headed partner. Yeah, but even Leon's like, I want to get there first and mm. get it done. Those night savers keep taking the glory. Yeah. But anyway, he's chatting on the phone to little as he realised one of those very same night savers. <gasps> he's driving his car with a joystick, as we all do. Oh, why can't we have cars with joysticks? Why, Liam? <laughs> why? Well, sign up for my Kickstarter for Joy Cars. And what, what was that? Um, do you remember? I don't know if you'll remember this. There was a massive arcade machine at eight cinemas in Midland at one time. Okay. Okay, stick with me here. Where... We're taking um, all sorts of trips back in time. Today. It was it was a mech game that had two joysticks. Oh yeah, I do remember this. It was like yeah. uh, it, it I don't know what it was like, called. Yeah, it started with like a T or something, but you like use them yeah, instead sort of sort of like boxing motions. Not boxing, but like to move, you would have both go forward yeah, and okay, it would move yeah, yeah. and then both go back. Oh, but if you want to turn, one would go forward, the other would go back, mm-hmm. and it was like actually it works, and it was amazing. Yeah, and it was fast. And it was fun, and I want to buy that arcade machine. But I can't help you. I can't, I duh. But I'm glad you remember it, I'm not going crazy. Nick, don't you know how crazy you sound right now? No, no, What's I'm, a video game? There were two joysticks. There and... was never a cinema in Midland. But I remember, I sat down in the chair. 
I I walked out of the movie. It's the nightlife district. Sure. Cyberpunk Kazuma Kiryu is even now stalking the streets, getting into street fights <laughs> with boomers and cyberpunk wasteoids. He's eating takoyaki and going, mm, oh. Uh, no, uh, sleazy co-worker is taking Lina on what she doesn't realise is a date. Now, see, that doesn't sound very consensual. Mm. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. He starts explaining things in a this very... Is the d- area of the city where desires of adults are fulfilled if no you matter want it, what your desire if you want it bad enough it'll happen i think when we were watching it we were like can i have a tall glass of milk <laughs> can, can i go to bed before 10 and we PM? see like shots of like you know like brothel signs and like and like drug outlets and like homeless guys squatting in the yeah homeless alley. guys playing go with is that a monkey oh no that's no. a trash bag <laughs> easy mistake to make mm, no baboon just trash bag so she's like, have you heard about the night sabers? And he's like, no. I don't believe they in They do justice. a lot of damage to our company image because we, we are involved in the boomer industry. Ah. It's just not possible for boomers to go berserk. But if it, if it was, that's why we have the AD police. That's, what's that's a real nice, nice double think. Yeah. We've, we've got the boomer fighting SWAT team, but we don't need them because boomers can't go berserk. But it's a good thing we have them. Yeah. If they did go berserk. Yeah. But, but they, they don't. No, so of course not. It's good we have them. Yeah, but it's good they're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. For if the boomers went to berserk. Yeah, which, which they, they can't. They can't go no. berserk. But if they did... We've got the AD we, police. Yeah. yeah, which we don't need. We give 60% of the city budget to the <laughs> AD police. <laughs> what does AD stand I for? I don't... It's maybe it might be like advanced or something like that or... Do you reckon or, they just chucked it me, in there? Let because, me look it up. Do you reckon they put it in there just because it's like the year is 2040? AD. The police. The AD police. Uh, AD police files is a three-part OVA. Uh, spin-off of Bubblegum Crisis. There you go. Does it say what AD stands Advanced for? Advanced Police. God fucking damn it. Police Plus. <laughs> New Game Police. There's also AD Police to protect and serve. Ooh. Like I said, there's a bunch of... Spin-offs. Yeah. It's just like, one of the episodes is them being like, oh, this boomer, it, it trapped itself in this house. Why did it do that? It was scared of judgment from other people. Why is that? Because it's a fucking boomer and I hate it. Lina oh, sees it a big poster with, of Pris's face and she recognises her steely gaze and sees the red text saying, featuring Pris. It's italicised. It looks like aerial font with an outline on it. Uh, Two it, exclamation points. It's very exciting. And she's like, ah. Oh. That woman. Meanwhile, gut, sleazy guy's like, why don't we stop talking about work and go Puts, get something to eat? Puts his arm around her, yeah. massive red flag. Meanwhile, in a boomer factory, a boomer starts to go nuts. Its eyes shut down for a second and they turn on a red light and we cut to inside, mm. inside its core, mm. where its computer parts start to go nutty and like develop Mutate? this yeah, mutating genome. Like it, it starts to get all fleshy in there. Yeah, like it's it starts... Getting organic and mm. weird. And then... At a lovely restaurant. You're just no, going to no, skip sorry, the riff? Not at a, oh, yeah. So we cut to an ad. And there an is... Ad? It's an ad break. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's fair. It's the middle bit. It's the mid portion. The um, like mid-card, they call them. Yeah. Uh, and it has a sick lick. Yep. A sick jazzy lick. I think it's rocky, but... And I say it's 90s jazzy. But that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Meanwhile, in the Silky Doll... A large building dominated by an aquarium. <laughs> you know, the silky dolls in the aquarium. We learn over the course of this show, like in the next episode or two, it's a lingerie store, ah. which is predominantly an aquarium. I understand now. Uh, late, a woman, an un, ooh, a, 
a woman gets a um <laughs> Like, wo- well, I was going to call I mean, her an unnamed woman, but the first thing that said is her name. So <laughs> I thought you were going to be like she is unnamed for a few moments until she is in fact named. I thought you were trying to like get around the term a woman. No, it's just like, a w- a, well, I don't want to well, say. I woman. don't want to be. I don't want to diminish. <laughs> like I, I don't want to, you know, typecast her yeah. as a boy. She can be whatever she wants to be. Anyway, so you know. th- there is a woman. Uh, she's working in this clothing shop, just like tending to the clothes at night with no lights on, mm. uh, as you do. Tending, uh, quote and then unquote. S- she gets. Buzzed by some sort of phone that we can't see. Mm. It's <laughs> the future, Liam. Lady Celia, please come to the pit. We've confirmed the reaction. And she's like, oh, boomers. She doesn't say it, but you can tell she's thinking you it. You can tell. Uh, Lina is like, oh, I didn't, I didn't bring a watch. Mm. I can't tell what time it is because it's night and the sundial isn't working. Do you know what time it is? And he's like, hey, you shouldn't be asking me what time it is. You've got no one to go home to. Uh, another red flag. Yep. And she's like, oh. Sorry. Wait, why am I apologizing? Good on her for yeah. saying that. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, on some sort of like airstrip, Pris is leaning against her motorcycle and gets. It's not even leaning against her oh, motorcycle. Leaning against a trash can. Yeah, leaning against a motorcycle tr- nearby and gets buzzed. And then the unnamed police dispatcher lady is running down the street in like her dressing gown and shower cap, being like, oh, what bad timing. And she's jogging on the uh, side of the road and a a cyberpunk car comes and picks her up. And she's like, oh, finally. Yeah. Creepy guy touches Lena's leg and she's like, bye. I am I'm leaving and he's like, Whoa well, now, you he's don't like, want you to can't leave. leave. I assess the new employees. I could tell the middle management boomer what to think. And you would be a deep shit for that, wouldn't you, yeah. Lena? But uh this moderate sexual harassment is moderate. Uh, Mo- excuse me, moderate. Yeah, this isn't. Moderate. It's heavier than light. <laughs> this is full blown like sexual coercion. Yeah, basically coercion and black blacksmithing. That's not blacksmithing. Like, yeah, uh, black to build a boomer. Yeah, blacksmithing a boomer. <laughs> The sexual harassment cases. Uh, is interrupted by the boomer, now looking incredibly more organic. It's got a mouth with fangs and all. Uh, it's huge. It's jacked. Yeah, it busts in and is making a, a screech noise we're going to be hearing a lot of. I'll see if I can find an isolated sample of it and drop it into the... Uh... That's the title of this episode. <laughs> Just... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I could physically make no, that it's, sound. It's, it's, it's a very mechanical noise. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so he's jacked. I say he, it, it. fucking boomers. Uh, boss guy immediately runs away, abandoning Lena and like starts pushing through the crowd. Being like, let me out. I'm important. I'm, a, mm-hmm. I'm below middle management. A cut off quick cut to the AD police getting paged to go deal with that boomer. And they're like, oh man, we just left that area. Quick hurry. I don't want them to get here. They're ahead of us. Uh, the boomer is, it's, it's, it's causing some trouble. It, it's very, um, so people are screaming and somehow Lena gets separated from everyone. To give you an idea of this boomer, imagine yeah. like... <laughs> it's orange. It's For a start, it's orange. Much like Lena's clothing. It looks like, um, imagine when uh, Bane from Batman takes Venom, the drug, from Batman and he gets all huge and jacked. You know, you know when that happens? Yeah. Yeah. And then imagine if that was orange. And you stuck a bunch of lead pipes in his shoulders. Oh, not just lead pipes, but also what appears to be an, an engine of some kind. Possibly a intercontinental ballistic device. <laughs> <laughs> just a fucking missile uh, with very small legs. Skipping leg day. Yeah, that's basically... If you look up Bane with very small legs, I think you'll and find... But a for. robot. <laughs> but a robot. Uh, his legs are like hands as well, kind of. So she's running up a fire escape to escape it. Mm. And it's like, it's 
it's got disturbingly like childish, childish speech mm. and it's and it's like let's play hey let's pl- clean up and play because it was a cleaning robot no because we saw it working in a factory mm. unless it was like a trash sorting yeah something factory. like that yeah maybe you know trash factories where they make trash that's a real thing garbage mm. if you're it's fancy high artisanal trash <laughs> Uh, so Lady then- Cilia is driving her cyberpunk car with an MMO trackpad. And she... <laughs> and right? she's- I mean, it does have a lot of buttons on it, I will admit. What are those those things that are instead of dice, it's a ball? D- what? Sorry, instead of mice, it's a ball? What are you talking about, instead of mice, it's a ball? So, like, you mean a mouse ball? Yeah. Where it's just a big red ball from the 90s? Well, the one I'm thinking of is blue, but yes. What the hell? There's no blue one. So, imagine... On your computer, where you would have a computer mouse on your desk. Yeah. Instead of your computer mouse, it's a it's stationary a... holder with a ball. Yeah, a big it's red ball. turning the ball. Yeah. Pondering that orb, if you will. <laughs> sure. Uh, no, commune, communes with the computer. Commune with the orb. <laughs> so <laughs> she's driving like that with one hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, very high tech, very cyberpunk. Very. And she's issuing orders to the other two who are in the back being like, you've checked your self-starters, right? Pay attention to your power gauges at all times. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we know how to fight robots. And she's like, destroy it. And we see, like, her face light up twice as they take off. Mm. We do not see any gauges ever again no, in this episode. not in this so. episode, but it does become oh. a significant point. Oh, okay. They've got to watch their power gauges. God damn it, my gauge is empty. Like, um, you know, not to give too much away, but like how in Evangelion, uh, which you haven't seen. I have not. <laughs> okay. But uh, yep. in, in episodes of that, like, their robots are attached to, like, the city's power grid or whatever. Ah. Uh, like, power cables. I see. So, so then protect their power cables. Right. I see. Anyway, she's getting attacked by this big old boomer. Uh, she's hanging from a crumbling fire escape. Ah, but then a beautiful blue mech suit <laughs> drops out of the sky and punches and kicks it. On the fire escape. Yeah, and then it hangs from the fire escape and sil- wordlessly indicates to Lena that she should drop down and a red mech suit. And when I say mech suit, it's not like a, you know, like a big O or an Evangelion. It's a, you know, roughly the size of a person. Yeah, it's, it's like an like, Iron Man suit. It's a, um, what's the, what's the Power Rangers original? People. What are they called? The Power Rangers original people. You know the Power Rangers... Oh, like a Sentai thing? Yeah, exactly. It's like a Sentai. Or a Kamen Rider? Yeah, it's like a Kamen Rider. But robot. Or or the one with the big beetle head. Big bad beetle Borg? Yeah, like a big... Kamen Rider again. Yeah, both of those. (laughs) Like a big bad beetle Borg size suit. Like it's a big mech suit. A Metabot. It's like a Metabot. But twice as big. Because Metabots are about like down to your thigh. Yeah. But these, and that's when you're a kid as okay, well. Imagine like um, the Pokemon Machoke. I was going to say. One of the ones that's basically just a big guy. Yeah. And then turn it into a robot and okay. then you climb inside it. It's like Agumon from Digimon. Okay. A dinosaur. If he were to revolve, evolve oh. into, sorry, Digivolve. Oh, into his penultimate form, Metal War Greymon. I was going to say into a different... Metal Greymon? A different Digimon that was just a metal suit Actually, of when I think about it, when I cast my mind back to Digimon... Yeah. Uh, Agumon eventually evolves into... The massive, huge dinosaur with the metal head. Into War Greymon, which yes. kind of looks like one of these. It does, kind of, yeah. But more dinosaur-y. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. I see it. Anyway, so it's there, and... Yeah, she's like, you want me to jump? No way! And then uh, we we learn this robot person, because we have no media literacy, so we can't put two and two together. This robot person is Pris, because it does the same, you've got a scar on your head motion that she did when she was on the motorcycle earlier. <gasps> and this shocks Lena enough that she falls, uh, 
the other the other woman is watching her fall. Then is like, oh yeah, and then boosts up with her jetpack to catch her. I was going to say the other thing that made her fall was the explosion. Oh yes, because then Pris activated like the explosive mines on her fist or her or leg or no, something. That, that's her fist. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. She, so. They've all, as we'll learn over the coming weeks, they've all got like a special unique weapon in their suit. Oh, and Priss's is that she's got like bombs on her fist, essentially. Right. For punching. For punching. Yeah. As you do. Mm-hmm. And then she uh, beats the crap out of this robot. Its head falls off and lands on the street near where, uh, where Lina is. And it's just like... Oh. A mask of agony. <laughs> it is an But why could a robot feel pain, Nick? It's not pain. It's a boomer. And then the AD police show up and like, damn, we missed all the action again. Those damn justice police. And then as we alluded to earlier, the news broadcast is like, another beautiful morning in Megalo City. Nothing the news wrong. is nothing happened last night. Guess what? The boomers are still working as intended. Citizens, please give thanks that you're able to live in such a peaceful city. This program is presented by the Genom Corporation, the leaders in boomer technology. Oh, God. Just. Just. And then it's the next day at uh, the office. Uh, sleazy co-worker is like, wow, rough night last night, huh? Uh, and we see on his desk that he's clearly got a photo of his wife and kid. And we're like, wow, this guy's worse than we could yeah. ever imagine. <laughs> uh, Lina is just like, yeah, it was a pretty crazy night. Thanks for it? everything last night. Can I express my gratitude? Oh, maybe tonight? And he's like, no. She's like, no, I want to do it now. And she punches him in the face. And he's all like, gah! Hooray! Da-da-da-da-da-da. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, that night. <laughs> Pris walks out of a grungy back door. And other people's voices are like, hey, Pris, stay for a drink tonight. No, 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 no. Okay, well, great as always tonight, they say. And she walks out. She puts on her helmet. Gonna drive away, but then there's a shadowy figure in the alleyway. Could it be a boomer? No, no. it's Lena. And she's, she's like, I want to be a night saver. And Pris is wordless and like, huh. huh. She does a lot of being wordlessly like, huh. Yeah, without saying huh. Nick, what do you think of these um, three to four protagonist archetypes we've seen so far? Well, we've got Lena, yep. who is the uh, outgoing protagonist. Yep, she's uh, new to town. She's our point of view intro to this. This crazy world of boomers and cyberpunks. The proxy, if you will. Yeah. Uh, we've got Pris, the too cool to talk character. She is too cool to talk and she's a rock star. We've got the talks too much because I work as a police dispatch officer yep. character. 18 years old. Boisterous, moxie, spunk, pizzazz, zwam. It's true, zwam. Big zwam energy. And, <laughs> Big we, and we've got their boss who drives the car. Who's... Cool-headed, like, please take care of yourselves and don't fucking die, yeah. please. Um, try to bring it back in one piece this time, Pris. Come on, Bond. Try <laughs> not to fuck the suit this time. <laughs> Sorry, Q. It's just, I see that sleek metal chassis and I can't resist. God damn it, Bond. Every time. Uh, well, they're pretty, pretty unique. They're pretty. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're pretty unique at this point in time. Yep. Um, but they're like pretty established archetypes exactly right? yeah the, we, we know what we're dealing with when we get there we'll unpack them yeah don't worry we'll break those stereotypes down so Nick what were our highlights and lowlights for this first episode of Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040 can't buy a thrill and what indeed was the thrill they couldn't buy was it getting attacked and or killing a giant robot I was gonna say the thrill you can't buy is sexual exploitation of ah, your co-workers yes which thank fuck for <laughs> standing up for herself 
Um, you also hmm. can't buy the thrill that is your delicious lunchtime sandwich because a rude motorcyclist <laughs> ruins oh, it. God damn. The coffee was like literally asphalt. <laughs> um, I want to say my highlight is going to be the... Ooh. Oh, I want to say the, the recognition of Pris on the poster. Oh, yeah. I want to say do, that's do. my highlight because it's like, it's so... Obvious the way they make it happen, but at the same time you're like, oh, mm. and it has the stupidest font I've ever seen, and I was like, this pleases me. This pleases me that they clearly did not go that far for the font, but the eyes, sure, the yeah, eyes, yeah. Just I like that bit. It's uh-huh. a good. It's a good little bit of realization. Your highlight? I like um, the bit where the boomer middle manager is like, I'm a boomer middle manager, and I am disapproving of you. Because it's like, I think that's probably the, more than like all the manual labour and customer service boomers we see, like Mm. it shows the like extent to which this technology has penetrated society. Mm. Mm. And the fact that it's just a normal Android. Yeah. And it's so normalised and you're like, oh. And like it's it's being so frustrating, like, Mm. but like in that robotic neutral tone. Yeah. Yeah. Just like every middle manager. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Low lights. Um... My low light is going to be the sky hook the first time we learn about it because it's not very obvious what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> Where it's just like, oh, yeah, you can tell from that. And I was like, what are you talking about? I see nothing. And then they're like, oh, yeah, the screen has gone a bit dark and there's this bit in the middle. And I'm like, again, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Wait, this bit in the middle, do you mean the light coming through my window? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bi- okay, I could have mistook it for the light in the window, right? It's like, it's so thin on the screen. Sure. I'm like, what the hell are we talking about? It's a space elevator. Yeah, once I saw, oh, there's a space elevator. That- oh, from the shot. Okay, then. Mm-hmm. That's how I got it. But up until that point, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, lady? The hell is a skyhook? <laughs> what? My low light maybe is... Not sexual harassment. No, because that was for a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like narratively, I mean. <laughs> yes, of course. Clip that. <laughs> uh, maybe it was just like uh, unnamed police dispatcher girl, like being cute in her work cubicle. Just mm. like, yeah, okay, we don't know everything this character is about now. Yeah, she literally sits there all day, just being like, ah, oh, another hard day. It's like, you didn't do anything. Oh. I like that character, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Just like, that one, like, of all, like, the trite character introduction moments in this mm. episode, that's the one that was, like, the most, like... Trite. Yeah. <laughs> so, Nick. Yes. Lena wants to be a night saber. Yep. Pris did not respond. She just drove away. What will happen in episode two of Bubblegum Crisis, Tokyo 2040. I swear, if the name of the episode is How to Become a Night Saber. <laughs> no, uh, this is a great uh, show for JoJo's World to continue the musical exploration we take because oh. all of the episodes are named after... Uh, Music references. Yeah. Episode two, Fragile. Oh, that's it. Just fragile. Yep. No, that kind of fragile. Um, no, not that. That's not what the line is. Wait, what kind of? Wait, what's the line? It's, I'm fragile, but I'm not that fragile. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, that sucks. <laughs> um, fragile. I wonder what that could imply. Maybe it's. Maybe it's going to comment on the fragility of the society that we live in. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, I reckon the first thing's going to happen is Lena will just be like, "Yo, a boomer went mad," and then someone's going to pull her aside and be like, "Don't you?" dare say that miss i'm from the genom corporation no 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 not even that just like unnamed friend yep uh who let her fall over and was like you klutz yeah 
uh, she'll just be like, whoa, whoa, you can't say that. You can't say things about You can't boom. say that boomers go mad. We sell boomers. Exactly. Or make them or something. You can't do that. It's like, well, can I talk to you afterwards? It's like, no. no absolutely I'm not. going out with the sleazy co-worker. I'm fucking his wife right now. Yeah. And I'm still- I need you to distract him. <laughs> um, so I reckon someone's going to pull her aside and just be like, don't you dare mention that whole kerfuffle. Uh, then she'll try slight to... boomer kerfuffle. Yeah, the slight boomer kerfuffle. Then she'll get. I hear into... kerfuffled boomers don't exist, but if they did, we've got the AD police. We have the AK police. Uh, then she'll get into another situation with another boomer. Oh my god! All these boomers going rogue and round her specifically. Ah, yeah. Something about her. Something about her. No, probably not her. Okay. But she just happens to be there a second time. Yeah. Like, oh, you why me? Again. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I want to be a night saver. And then Pris will just be like, twice now you were around boomers that went mad. This intrigues me. Why were you there again? It's like, I didn't, I didn't know. It's like, there's got to be something about you. Welcome to the night sabers, baby. And then she won't join as a night saber, but they'll be like, so here's what we do. And then she might like watch as they do stuff. Uh, she'll refuse the call first, real hero's journey. She'll... No, no, no. She's not going to refuse. She's going to be like, I want to be a night, uh, night saber. And they'll be like, no. Yeah, exactly. No, they'll be like, well, we can't let you just come with us, but you can sit and watch with our we'll good ride along. Yeah. And she'll be like, wow, they're even more amazing than I thought. I saw them on the net in my hometown, but this is something else. This is on another screen that's not the net. <laughs> yeah, this is on the local area network. <laughs> so something like that's going to go down, yeah. I think. What kind of boomer will they fight? Mm. So the last one was like arguably a, a trash collector sort of situation. Some kind of thing. This one might be... Because, the okay, from this episode, the way I think they work is that they take on more of the personality of the thing that they are doing. Okay. So, like, this one was working at a trash factory. It wanted to clean things up. So, its personality revolved around, oh, we want to clean things up. Let's have fun. Let's play. Let's clean it all sure, up. Sure, yeah. You know? Um, the next one might just be, like, a traffic controller. Okay. That's my assumption. And we'll find out next time on JoJo's World. Nick, are we going to have a new theme song for this? I can try, but I don't know. Okay. I can make a really cheesy fucking sci-fi sounding thing. If All right. Want. I could make a dystopian future sci-fi thing. I mean, like, we could always Ooh. bring back uh, Jojo Wave if need be. If that need be. the right vibe. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Sure. Yeah. Get me posted. Okay. And I'll keep the listeners posted when I keep ribbing you about this at the end <laughs> of podcast episodes. Oh. But until then... To, to be, be continued... continued.